We were talking in the last half hour about how tomorrow's decision over uh, Conservative leader Aaron O'Toole is really a fight for the soul of the party. And as MPs look to deliver a verdict on his leadership, a lot of recommendation of his record dates back to decisions made on issues such as the carbon tax during the last federal election. But as our next guest argues, O'Toole's instincts to try to appeal to suburban voters, move the party a little closer to the middle, was indeed the right one, even if his approach didn't work. Joining me now is Daryl Bricker, CEO of Ipsos Public Affairs. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on, Ben. You looked at this issue uh, with Global Mail reporter John Ibbotson in your book, The Big Shift. The Conservatives win and lose in Canada's big city suburbs. Uh, why is that? And what does that mean in terms of the kind of policy direction they might have to go in? Well, the reason they win in the big city suburbs is Canada has changed. And we, sometimes we don't recognize it until we sit back and actually look at the numbers. But the fastest growing communities in Canada for the last two decades uh, have overwhelmingly been car commuting suburbs. So it's that area around the city of Toronto called the 905, but also similar, area, similar areas in Calgary, Vancouver, um, you know, other cities uh, where uh, uh, people who are car commuting middle-class drivers, they move because they want to own homes. Uh, it's very, very, as I said before, a very fast-growing part of the country. And as a result of that, uh, and the fact that we have a representation by population system, more and more of the political power uh, is finding its way there because they're just getting more seats after every census when we reset the, uh, the electoral system. So in order to be successful, every political party, not just the Conservatives, have to win in the suburbs. What does that mean for the Conservatives right now? They seem to be going through what could only be called sort of an identity crisis as to who exactly they're, they're going to speak for and what kind of politics they're going to espouse. We saw Aaron O'Toole try to bring them to the middle. We see a backlash existing now that may see the end of Aaron O'Toole as leader by tomorrow. What's the danger for the party here in terms of appealing to that very crucial voting block you just described? Well, they come together with Western Canadian, small town and rural Canada, basically on economic issues. But there are cleavage points on everything that has to do with a lot of social policies. So they tend not to be, they tend to be economically conservative. Uh, so fiscal conservatives, people who like low taxes, smaller government, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're worried about how their money is being spent by government. They have concerns about those types of issues. But when it comes to social policy issues, they're not the things that move them politically. Uh, if you move this out west, you find that people share, you know, a similar perspective in terms of uh, conservative voters share a similar perspective in terms of how they view the economy, but what, they have a lot stronger views on things that relate to social policies. So, for example, you could put vaccines uh, down in the social policy policy column in this particular instance, and when you go out and you look at conservative voters out west, you know, there's a significant share of them that don't really like what the government's been both provincial and federal have been doing on this. But when you go to the 905 and you go to the suburbs in places like Ontario, they're actually pretty well aligned with the governments have been doing on vaccines. So they align on economic policies, but on these other types of policies, that's where the 905 and the uh, and uh, particularly suburbanites in, uh, in, in Ontario start to have differences of opinion with people who live in small town, rural, and particularly Western Canada. So a line like vaccine vendetta might not go over so well in the 905s and the outskirts of Vancouver and so forth. No. Uh, and it, it is interesting, you know, um, to the extent that people, uh, and this is both the 905 and people living in Western Canada and small town and rural Canada, uh, you know, have questions about uh, how long this is going to go on for, um, whether or not the government is uh, moving fast enough in order to open things up, whether or not we should have options other than forcing people to get vaccinated. The level of support is actually reasonably high. I mean, we just did a survey for Global uh, last week in which we asked people whether or not 
um, we uh, the, the public thinks that uh, uh, there should be alternatives to for people who aren't vaccinated to let them help them get you know back reengaged with work and other things. And you know, forty nine percent of Canadians say, yeah, there should be. So, provided you don't get into the anti vax space and government conspiracy space or whatever, there's a, a conversation that can be had on those issues with a large number of Canadians. But when you start getting into extremism, that's where it falls apart. Darrell Brickers, the CEO of Ipsos Public Affairs. We're talking about uh, the Conservative Party with uh, a leadership vote, caucus vote on Aaron O'Toole's leadership tomorrow uh, and the future of the party, of course, now uh, up in the air. Once again, we'll see how that unfolds. So in many ways, Aaron O'Toole's attempts to bring the Conservative Party into the middle instinctually were correct. Oh, no. In terms of what he wants to do, if you want to win an election and that's your goal, if you want to form the national government, and you're a conservative, you really don't have a choice. It's You have to basically do almost the platform that Aaron O'Toole um, uh, presented in the last election campaign. But the problem is uh, he campaigned to be the leader of the Conservative Party, appealing to another segment of conservatives, because the conservatives who vote in leadership campaigns are not the same as people necessarily who vote in national election campaigns. And the conservatives in the uh, leadership campaign were people who had much more of a, a stronger blue version of you know things, for example, like climate change, social policy, a whole series of things that Aaron O'Toole didn't run on in the election campaign. So his problem has been, you know, he appeared in one uh, in one venue as being something that apparently he was, and then he ran in the national election campaign in another way, and that caused some uh, uh, difficulties with people who supported him because of his positions that he he presented as being kind of the true blue alternative. So he's he his instincts in terms of the policies he wants to present in the national election campaigns at the national level are correct, but uh, the way that he got himself there was not especially uh, good if he wanted to bring his party along with him. So that's the difficulty he uh, he suffers from. His partisans have a different view of what the future is going to be compared to what his potential electorate is. Right when party politics and electoral politics collide, right? It seems to uh, in, in in this case. So going forward, if if Aaron O'Toole does hang on, um, I guess he'll be under a certain amount of pressure to shift gears a bit. If there is a new leader, um, it all seems like this is a bit of a Conservative Party lost for the time being. Do the Liberals benefit, or are we in a holding pattern now because we've just had an election? No, the Liberals absolutely benefit. We basically go back to the nineteen nineties in which the Jean Chrétien, um, you know, won one election, uh, uh, a national election of 43% of the vote, but never really got close again, won in 93. And, and basically because he was able to sweep Ontario and win enough of the province of Quebec to win majorities three times. And uh, essentially what's going to happen is that the Conservatives, if they decide they want to go down this true blue route, will just become the NDP of the right. Um, because there is there is no national election victory for them. As difficult as the, as as big as the difficulties are confronting the Liberal Party, and they are considerable, the likelihood that they will get reelected just the same way that Sean Gretchen did is very high. And you know, uh, I, I guess you know you win the moral victories, but you, you you end up the moral battles, but you end up losing the war. And the war here, and the real victory, is the opportunity to govern the country. And you just don't do it from that true blue position that a lot of people, uh, you know, are criticizing Aaron O'Toole for not holding to. So, you know, the, the you could you could lose Aaron O'Toole, you could elect a, a strong right wing conservative, um, stronger than even Stephen Harper was, and you can content yourself with being the NDP of the right or the oh. blockade of the right. 
Daryl Brooker, CEO of Ipsos Public Affairs. Thank you so much for your uh, for your insight. My pleasure. Thanks.